1: Welcome to another episode of Call for Caring on Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Bolden, and I'm your host as we journey through caregiving together. The goal of our Call for Caring on Purpose podcast is to educate, elevate, and empower our caregivers through their caregiving journey. So our initial episodes are going to take us to our third Atlanta Family Caregiver Expo. The expo is going to be held on Saturday, November the 20th. At the end of the show, we'll tell you a little bit more details about the expo as well. So our conversation today, our topic is circled around caregiver resources and also planning. So planning that caregiver journey. So no matter where you are on your journey, um, if you're caring for a loved one or you're preparing for yourself, this is going to be a great conversation for you. Now, normally I start with a little bit of numbers to let you know you're not alone and kind of what the stats are for family caregivers. But today, I actually have a source that I actually quote most of the time, the ARP. So I'll allow for them to share some of their numbers today. So our guest today is Kay Sabata. She is the Associate State Director for Community Outreach of AARP. Welcome, Kay. Hi, how are you? I'm good. doing good. Thank you for inviting
0: me. Thank you for inviting
1: me. Absolutely. It's so amazing the work that ARP has done around family caregiver caregiving. So this is such um, an honor to have you guys to participate with us. Thank you. And
0: I'm with AARP Georgia uh, state office. I just wanted to um, make that clear for our, our listeners that I'm Absolutely. based in the uh, metro Atlanta area. Yes, work for AARP, but um, in this Georgia
1: state office. Awesome. Okay. So can you share a little bit about your background and then the work you're doing now in Georgia?
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how much time we have, but briefly, (laughs) (laughs) briefly, um, before coming to um, AARP, I um, was working for Gwinnett County uh, government, um, and I was the uh, volunteer and human relations uh, coordinator for the county and I launched their volunteer Gwinnett uh, initiative in 2012 so it was a it's a brand new countywide volunteer and civic engagement initiative um, moved here 10 years ago I can't believe it's 10 years this July 4th wow. um, from the DMB the DC Maryland Virginia region um, and for, for the reason I moved down here is for caregiving.
1: Wow
0: I I, um, I relocated um, to take care of uh, my sister who was um, going through um, a health and a and, and mental crisis she's my one and only youngest sister and after some time of her calling me and us going back and forth on the phone mm-hmm. of checking on her and I was going through a, a, a tough divorce um, I, I I had to make that really gut-wrenching, uh, decision mm. to quit my job and, um, mm. moved down with, uh, my son who's now 26. Wow. And, um, yeah. And he was, we went, he enrolled him in, uh, Mountain View High School in, in Lawrenceville, uh, and at the 11th grade. So yeah, caregiving is, is, is personal for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I was a mom for my sister, a soccer mom slash everybody's mother <laughs> uh, for two and a half months. But because I'm somebody who needs to work and can't uh, sit still, the opportunity at Gwinnett County um, was part-time right. and allowed me to to steal. Um, do the work of service in the community. And uh, I joined AARP in 2017. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I do for AARP is I lead our livable communities and financial resilience uh, initiatives. So I work with our volunteers, our members Mm -hmm. who are civic uh, leaders statewide and just countless uh, numbers of our diverse stakeholders and government elected officials. Um, and our Livable Communities Initiative is part of the World Health's global network of age-friendly cities and communities. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason we are doing this work is because we are aging at a rapid rate in our mm-hmm. nation. We don't have to look to China and right. uh, India and other places. It's happening right here. And every day we have 10,000 people turn 65. So, yeah, (laughs) it's,
1: it's, um, it's very busy for everyone in its arena. And I'll tell you the story that you just shared about your own personal journey is the story of so many people who are listening. I mean, completely kind of changing your life around to make that adjustment for a loved one, which you really don't mind. This is something you feel like you have to do. It's a must, and it's a blessing when you're able to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and make that transition and support them. So yeah. that the ARP speaking of the multitudes have, have they have done a lot of studies regarding family caregivers. So can you share some of the results of some of the most recent studies that kind of highlight the impact or you know family caregivers and and the major parts of their life financial, yeah. self-care. Yeah. Oh my god, it, this is one of our main Um,
0: issues, and uh, and what I mean issue is uh, a social impact work, our causes, and other organizations may, uh, uh, you know, categorize that as a cause. Um, Caregiving is is really important to us in AARP. We have established um, an AARP public policy institute, and it recognizes that family caregivers are an essential part of our social, our health, and our economic fabric in this country, they're providing a huge uh, economic value of um, four hundred and seventy billion dollars of unpaid contributions, and um, and I know you have probably talked to a lot of people, your listeners, and the work that you do. Thank you for the work that you do in our community, um, and a lot of people had to step back and, 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 not work because of the pandemic for reasons of caregiving. And most of those are women, um, and who are going without, um, this income, which is huge. So family caregivers, um, we did a recent, uh, study, um, spend more than $72,000 a year out of pocket costs. Mm. And that's, that's a lot of money, um, that puts a lot of financial strain on um, families uh, contributing to someone's uh, care. Um, and the nation's 48 million unpaid family caregivers, um, they are not only dedicated to their time and efforts to the well-being of their family, but most of them are spending their own money on caregiving expenses. Right. Um, so, I mean, with the recent legislation for um uh the america's uh rescue plan and most recently the biden administration um i think it's the it's it's part of the infrastructure bill and i i may be mistaken but the child tax um that has been um passed um is a huge lift for people because Mm -hmm. people are are uh, like in my case where not only was I taking care of an uh, uh, an adult care, uh, person, my sister, but her her son who was two at the time, wow. and my teenage yeah. son. Um, and so it's that juggling of being uh, in a sandwich um, That's where people right now are virtually tutoring their children and um, possibly taking care of an elder or an adult, a loved one either in their homes or out of state or in town. And that and, and maybe if they're lucky, they're
1: working um virtually and it, it's it's a lot of stress. Absolutely. And you know, while the numbers justify The urgency to do something different for family caregivers, to to change as an employer, um, as a community, um, as a government, how how we move forward. Those numbers are, are great to have that evidence to do that. But we know ourselves. So, you know, someone who is caring for someone who's being cared for. Um, So it's just an impact in our everyday life. And and it's it's great that we're pulling this information together. What I'm looking forward is to what we're going to do with this information and how we're going to change how we operate um, as a community, as a, a, a federal state government as well. Um, so, you know, you, you all do a lot of the research, but you also have a lot of information to offer family caregivers. So guides, classes, resources, um, you have something that's called the ARP home fit guide. Um, yes. can you tell me about that, uh, guide as well, or that program?
0: Yes, I, I would love to, I, you mentioned something that I, um, thought of just, a just to answer, um, part of your first question um, about the workplace we do have um, uh, prepared a care guide for the workplace because one in six people working right now is a caregiver and that's something we don't think about right and and um, and, and, and how that impacts the workplace and our uh, our, our culture um uh in in business and uh society so that's something that we're working on but thank you for asking about that home fit guide which we are excited about this year um it's a it's a free uh, publication that features uh really creative and cost-effective ways to make your home more comfortable safer And uh, really accessible to not only older adults, but people of all ages. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you think about people coming to visit your house, can they get through the front door without any stress Mm -hmm. Um, and navigating um, the whole home? So this um, free publication and you can get this. It's a free download at um, AARP.org slash livable communities. it's, it's a 36 page. Um, it's available wow. in, um, five languages, English, Spanish, Chinese, mm-hmm. Korean, and Vietnamese, because, you know, caregiving is cultural. And if you're in your house, uh, and you have a loved one who, um, or who is an adult who's very active or a child, um, maneuvering that, Um, home environment is so important to their quality of life. So we do workshops uh, using their uh, caregiving guide. And this year um, we launched these mini sound bites because, you know, we're all like running from one Zoom or Teams or whatever platform to the other. Like I said, jumping on here, like today is one of those days. Yeah. um, so we took the caregiving guide and really just chopped it up into the main rooms of the house that people mm-hmm. gather. So we did a 30-minute segment on the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one on bathrooms. We did one on uh, the living room um, and the bedroom. Um, and these are things we don't think about. For instance, if you have a loved one or an elder who loves to cook and for some reason they can't um our caregiving guide, we have these worksheets that help you to cost-effectively uh, do a modification so that, you know, maybe you get one of those, um, you know, like foldable card tables mm-hmm. and put it somewhere in in the kitchen or close to the kitchen, and they can roll in with their wheelchair or whatever um, and start helping with preparing the meal because that's something that they used to love to do but they can't get in the kitchen so it's things like that um that people go oh wow um the grab bars the little which i have all of these little lights that you put in the socket that when you um turn all the lights off and in the middle of the night you're going to the restroom or coming downstairs to grab um, a glass of water or whatever, right. you want to be able to see because otherwise, right. you know,
1: it's a disaster. Right. And, yeah. you know, when you look at something like a home guide, one of the goals is to, is all about prevention, right? Yes. And so um, one of the common things we find in the home when people want to stay in their homes and continue to be in their homes are those falls that happen. And so you mentioned about the grab bars and things, those are things that, that help as yes. well. So where in the home have you all found where most of the falls occur?
0: I would say that most of the falls are happening either in the bedroom, people getting out of their bed, or getting in their bed, um, the other uh, be- the bathroom area, you know, uh, the area around the toilet uh, recommending grab bars or various ways for people to either, um, if they're using a walker or a cane or a wheelchair, there's a way for them to uh, sort of stabilize their, their weight or if it's a loved one helping them. And most of the times it's a spouse or um, family member um, lifting that person up. You know, and that's a lot for uh, yes. someone to continuously be lifting, and that could be an innocent accident waiting to happen. The stairs, um, is a, is another one where, um, it's a major trip hazard because of either the cushioning of the, the carpets or rugs, um, not having that adequate lighting, mm-hmm. um, also having these rugs, that don't have uh, a way of securing them to the floor mm-hmm. um, so you know it becomes another trip hazard when you're walking by with your with your shoes or your bare foot right. those sure. are those are areas that and again regardless of how old you are you can think of our little people running around because they That's can't right. help themselves That's and right. you know and they trip because of the the carpet Mm -hmm. and then go hit some furniture object or whatever. But yeah, the the Home Fit Guide, um, you know, teaches us how you can secure um, things like that in our house and even um, furniture and how you can have them uh, secured to the wall. We have seen how children in particular, because they're so curious, um, you know, Either they're plating, hiding sick with their love, you know, brother and sister or whatever, and they get trapped in a drawer and the thing tumbles over, you know, because it wasn't secured uh, to the wall properly. So things like that, that are really, you know, they're cost effective Mm -hmm. and really can prevent
1: severe injury Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even death. Right. Absolutely. So definitely like the lighting, the the grab bars, even the seat risers for the toilets, because as people get older, it's harder for them to go so low. So we always tell people get "Get up the toilet (laughs) risers and it makes a difference that you don't have to worry about flopping down or falling off of the toilet. So things like that are very important as well. You know, one of the things that sometimes we see as we talk about transition in a home is that if someone has been in the hospital for a period of time, or they've been in acute rehab, and so now they've come out with a chronic condition that has changed their life, maybe a stroke or heart attack. And so now that ability to walk and move and it's different. And they may have to go to a yeah. home that no longer is safe for them, but they yeah. don't want to move. They don't want to leave their home. So what would you say? Is there some recommendations that you have for people who may have to make significant renovations, mm-hmm. um, but really don't have the resources or need some type of support in order to make that happen?
0: Yeah, and that that's a really good question. And, you know, that's happening to our our neighbors, friends, uh, loved ones all the time on a daily basis, you know, people being, um, having to come out of uh, uh, hospitals for surgery, etc. And then coming home and arriving, like you said, and realizing, oh, we need to have a ramp, because we, you know, they didn't think about that before. You know, they're so stressed out with just daily life stuff, you know, just trying to just just trying to um, do the best that they can. They are organizations that um, are out there. Uh, The rebuilding uh, Atlanta is one Um, habitat for humanity uh, is another, but we also um, through our home fit guide. We recommend hiring professionals that are aging in place certified um, because this allows our, our, our legacy and older adults to stay in their home because that's so important to them you know if take, just taking them out of their home out of their community um you know does such damage to their um health and well-being because they don't have that support system that they have and being in a in a um, in a familiar um environment so mm-hmm. The home fit guide really helps um, people to know what to look for. How to even our workshops? Uh, how to even interview uh, a contractor? Because mm-hmm. we know when we recently been having this um, crazy weather. Um, we're blessed compared to other uh, people like yes. and, and, and others, but we've been having these really crazy storms mm-hmm. and um, houses coming down. And um they are these predators these individual criminals that go out and know that um, our seniors um, who are homeowners are vulnerable and talking real fast acting like they can help them so these guy these workshops help them with you know even checking a, a contractor's background check um, we have, we have a, a, a fraud watch network where you can report these types of fraud and scams yeah. because they're, they're happening all the time Right. And, right. Um, in this area of home modification. Mm. This is a big problem. Um, wow. And, you know, let's be real. Sometimes the people that are doing this to us are our own, our family yeah. members,
1: mm-hmm. you know, very unfortunate, you know um, but that's great to hear. Cause I recently saw something that you guys were doing a, uh, a virtual seminar about abuse and just predators for the seniors yes. and so that's another thing that I didn't realize the impact for home renovations but that makes sense that's a high cost you're depending yeah. on these people to show up and do what they have to do so but again that home fit guide I just think it provides so much information I really encourage our listeners to go and check it out Um, And so what we're going to do now, we're going to take a short sponsor break. And on the other side of this, I would love for us to talk about another one of your popular resources is the planning care guide for family um, caregivers. So we'll see you all on the other side of the break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Home Helpers of North Atlanta. They
0: are giving care the way you want to be cared for. You can schedule a free assessment at 404-624-4663.
1: So welcome back. We want to thank our sponsor, um, and so, again, we're talking with uh, Kay Sabata from the uh, ARP, Georgia, and um, I wanted to jump back into the discussion about the planning your care guide. So can you provide an overview of the prepare to care guide uh, for our listeners? Yes, I I just
0: I love that guide, as I mentioned earlier that, you know, I moved down here um, because of caregiving, and I I'm the uh, eldest child, so you know you you come out of the womb being a caregiver uh, for your for your siblings That's right. uh, and others. But um, and I'm always giving this out to to people and friends. Our our prepared to care resource guide um has been designed to help and implement like a caregiving plan. You know, for your loved one or a friend. Um It includes information of um, how to have vital conversations, you know, like just having a conversation, yes. um, especially with an elder can be very stressful. Yes. Um, and um, so we sort of give people ideas and hints of how to do that, because our elders, first of all, you know, it's like I birthed you, you know, like you're going to come in here and tell me what to do you know, and not recognizing that they they do need help, but also, you know, there's the fear of losing that independence too, you Mm -hmm. know? So, you know, having that respectful conversation, um, how to uh, organize those important documents, um, also the just the tons of resources there, your local Mm -hmm. uh, resources, then there's the statewide and national and federal, you know, and the checklists and the medication charts and the contact information. So having that in one document is really helpful for the um, the caregiving the caregiver. And then um, creating that team. So this is free. Everything we do at AARP is free. You can download it from our from our website. Excuse me, um, or. You can request a, a printed copy from our website um, at arp.org slash caregiving slash prepare to care planning guide. Um, we also know that there is a digital divide, Michelle. You and I know that, and I know a lot of our listeners know that. Um, so you can call um, the AARP at 877 333 5885. I'm gonna say that again. Um, 877, it's toll free, 333-5885. And you can request um, a, a printed copy to be sent to you. And we have um, six versions of the caregiving guide. I mentioned earlier that wow. it's, right. when, you know, navigating sure. <laughs> the caregiving space. Um, so we have one in English. Um, Uh, We have one in Spanish. We have one in Chinese and for the Asian American uh, community. We have one for the military, you know, veterans and their families, the challenges they're giving in that um, space. And also for um, one for our LGBTQ community, Mm -hmm. because again, um, that's also very important um, on how um, the partner and the family of uh, a caregiving in that community uh, has a, a different sets of challenges.
1: Right. You know, um, I will tell you, I refer to that care guy all the time. Um, I do presentations and I just share it because I think it's such a great start because people who enter into this caregiver journey are not generally selecting to do this. This is something that they plan for. It's often acute or spontaneous and they're just jumping into it, have no idea where to go. They're just winging it. And so that's why I always say no matter where you are in your journey, this guide is a great Great way in order to prepare yourself or correct the journey that you're on right now to make sure you have as many ducks in a row as possible so you're less reactive and you're more proactive and so that's one thing I like about the guide It's very detailed lots of pages to go through it looks overwhelming yeah. but as you take your time and go through there it gives you so much information sometimes we forget about the basics when we're caring for our loved one like okay who? Yeah who pays for the gas, the electric, the phone. And so no one is doing that and then it gets shut off, right? But your guide allows for you to think about all those details. The other thing I like about it is that The goal of trying to have a team available, the importance of it so it's not on one person, but also everyone has a role because everyone Mm -hmm. is not the caregiver who can bathe and clean. I may not be good at that, but maybe my, Mm -hmm. my sister is. Or, you know, someone is good at making the doctor's appointments or taking, so we each have our own role that we can play. We don't want to finger point and get upset at someone because they can't do what we do, but we just have to find where we are in our own space. And I, I that's what the other thing I like about the guy that does that. One thing that I think is really important that you all talk about, i like for you to kind of talk about this a little bit, Is the importance of having that loved one involved in the conversation
0: yeah yeah that's so important And thank you for that um michelle um because that that means a lot to hear that um it, it is helping people and we do hear that and uh, and and thank you for that because that that that's the intention of uh the reason for why that was created and understanding the stress that um the caregiver um has to deal with um and it is so so vital <laughs> so important sometimes you know we we all have these in our family friends whatever um people who are really good at what they do with good intention um mm-hmm. uh, but then it's like you know they're not including the person we're talking we're taking care of, taking care of That's uh, But it's so important to, um, and regardless of where they are in in their mental health um, journey, um, it's vital to include them in this whole process. Mm -hmm. Because think about this, if this was you, if the the role was reversed, you know, wouldn't you want to have input in what is happening with your care plan? It's just the right thing to do and it's respectful, regardless of the age of the person that you are taking care of. Um, The trust and the respect is is absolutely, um, it's critical for this whole entire process.
1: Absolutely. Um, So as we talk about the family caregiver, and we don't want them to feel alone, and that's one of the reasons why you have that team, Mm
0: -hmm. but does
1: ARP offer any local or national support groups for the family caregiver?
0: We do. um, We do. We do that in partnership with with other organizations. Um, Since the pandemic, and actually before the pandemic, this was... um, uh, on our website, we have an online family caregiving community where people, you know, are interacting with other uh, mm. family caregivers. It's kind of like you're on a virtual platform instead of, you know, meeting at a church or a library or some community center or in other people's homes to talk about your experience. Um, because, you know, let's be honest, sometimes um it's t- it's tough to get that to build that team that we talked about mm-hmm. um so hearing how other people are going through their journey what ideas that they are they are dealing with helps you mm-hmm. um and and sometimes people uh get those um ideas um so uh, last uh, march as the um we had to go through our our, our shutdown ARP created what we call our community connections uh it's a virtual platform you can also call too um to request a friendly voice and this mm. is volunteers and our members and who are helping us do this because the work that we do is 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 huge it's yeah. enormous i think 10 or 11 people for the state office in in, in georgia and you know over a million um AARP uh, members and um, all of the community partners people like you that we work with okay. um, it's just not possible to do the work that we do without our volunteers so mm-hmm. with the pandemic you know they were like I need something to do I know I'm not allowed to go out blah 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 but I'm going crazy here yeah. <laughs> I need something to do so the community connections is a great way you can uh, sign up uh, you can go online and request to somebody to call and check on you. Awesome. We awesome. Give that volunteer something to do. So it's not you only having someone check on you because we know social isolation is real and it was
1: yes. bad
0: before. Now it's even worse. You know, that, that, um, community connection site is great for that. Um, it's also great for knowing what type of resources are out there in your community. And we've created, um, uh, since we're in Metro Atlanta, um, a, a Metro Atlanta local caregivers guide with mm. all of the different resources. Mm. Um, the Atlanta Regional Commission also has um, this EmpowerLine. I think I think you've heard of
1: EmpowerLine um yes they're uh, gonna be joining us one soon here so oh, that's, that's awesome wonderful. Yes. yeah yes. one of our partners but power
0: yeah. uh, line is very similar to what we're doing with the community connections so there are okay. other groups that are doing this because right. again you know we're all in this together right ever you know wherever you can go where you feel most um comfortable right um, if it's in power great yeah you know if it's ARP on this right. on the site or calling someone great. We just want people to get the help that they need. Yes. Um,
1: Because you know, that is one thing that I love about this arena of providers or uh, community organizers is that that truly Mm -hmm. is the goal that we want people to get the help that they need. And we send them to others or guide them somewhere else so they can get that. And so uh, that's one thing that I just love about being in this community is that everyone really truly wants to help one another to kind of get through this journey. So we talked a little bit about two guys that you guys have. Are there any other, maybe just one or two other commonly used resources you feel like you might want to mention? Oh, you know, we have, um, we have one really
0: tailored for our faith based community, you know, because this whole, um, being a caregiver is so stressful that, um, you know, having, um, Your faith family, your spiritual and church family, um, really helps people. It's like a, it's like a lifeline, you know? And so we created, um, what we call a a faith based, um, toolkit for faith leaders, Mm. um, and how important caregiving, um, is part of, you know, our spiritual and religious, um, life and community and basically using those Principles from the care, the care um, prepare to care guide, but in this faith um, community space, um, we their their Facebook. uh, We have a ARP family caregivers Facebook group. I know not everybody's on Facebook, but there that's that those are other um, examples. We also have a a caregivers guide for the state um, because. You know, we're AARP Georgia and we have urban, suburban and rural communities um, making sure that we're linking them up with those um, AAAs, the agencies on aging Mm -hmm. and other organizations Mm -hmm. that that have that wraparound um, type of service. And I love what you said earlier, Michelle, a few minutes ago about how, you know, we are constantly you and I and others in this space are referring people to other organizations yes. and individuals that we know. And I, I often say to others when we, when we meet for the first time is that we are not interested in competing with anybody. Right. You're trying to compete with us. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in working with you because, you know, that's just, that's not our purpose. Right. We to be of service and um, we know it takes time to, for stuff to resonate. So if I can get this to help this person, if you are able to do this through the podcast or through their church or whatever, that's great. It's
1: a win right. for all of it's us. Right. Yeah it's, all, yeah, it's a win win when someone benefits from a conversation or a resource that we provide yes. to them. So, yes. you know, I could talk to you for hours and hours yes. because it's there's so <laughs> much information that you're providing. Uh, but, you know, if there are two actions that you would recommend that our listeners take immediately after listening to the to the podcast, what would those two actions be? Mm
0: wow, those are that that's a tough one, you know, and i I thought about that, and I was like, there's so much that we do. um I would say that you know if you are in this space and 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 you're a caregiver, and you know Michelle and I know what that's like, you know, you are not alone you you really are not alone, like I said earlier, that one in six people at, at work is a caregiver. Right. And often we don't know that, you know, it's like, you don't know what people are going through. Right. Um, but there is help out there. And um, a ton of it, a lot of it is free. Um, and stay away from any organizations, any sites that where you are having to pay for this information that Michelle and I are talking about, yeah. you know, run in the other direction. Because <laughs> there there is a lot of free resources and it's valuable resources. So one, you know, you are not alone and and just be open to the information um, that we have out there, whether it's through your church, uh, through your job, um, and just your community as a whole. And the other is, um, you know, get involved. Get involved. We can't do what we do without, you know, advocate advocates and advocating. Um, so if, if that is something that you feel you can contribute, you know, volunteer in your community, um, whether it's doing a workshop or starting up a support group or talking to our uh, elected officials and legislators to, you know, do something about the issue of the, financial um strain right. our caregivers are going. You know, we need to change the policies, the mindset, and even in our places of um uh, business and worship. You know, dementia and in our in our community, in our African American black community, there are all these stigmas. And we have these spaces for children. Um, right. So when you go to worship, doesn't matter where you are, what faith, you know, you, they're volunteers taking right. care of the babies, right?
1: Right.
0: Um, and it gives the, it gives the caregiver, the, the mothers in particular, um, the family members a time to kind of breathe, right. relax, worship, get their cup fed. Why can't we do that for our elders? Like, yeah. Why can't we have a space where we can bring an adult, uh, loved one or an elder who may be having some memory um, health issues, right. um, have them, you know, in this adult care place. And then we go and and and, and do our worship or bring them in the sanctuary with us. And, right. you know, like, what is the big deal if they have an outburst That's or right. a sudden? Right. Yeah, yes. because yes. we know that it's been scientifically proven that you know people who are having these memory loss dementia issues music and being in sacred spaces is great for them
1: yeah you know um just what you just in general all the to do's you just listed are definitely um all important and i think that um where people really should start when they're opening up to take the help and when they're taking the help, they're opening it up to going to websites like the ARP and being mm-hmm. involved in things like your online community. Um, and just receiving, like you said, from faith-based based organizations and other places like that. So how can people, what's the best way people can get in touch with you all? website information follow you on social media i know you mentioned a couple of numbers before so if you want to give that yeah. to us again that would be great so um our you know
0: ARp.org slash caregiving that is like um what that what i was just gonna say that's like the mother load right there you yeah. know org slash caregiving just put that in the google search um you know the ARP at caregiving if that's all you can take, because, you know, we're living in a society where there's too much coming at us. You right. will find us. Um, and for us in Georgia, you know, it's if you go to our AARP.org and um, there's an area there for looking for your state office, because we are in uh, we have 53 uh, state offices. So we're awesome. in 50 states plus the, the three territories, um, D.C., um, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. Awesome. Uh, social media, we're on Twitter. <laughs> we're on Facebook, twitter.com slash AARPGA um, and uh, facebook.com slash AARP Georgia. And for us here in the Georgia State Office, our toll-free uh, number is 866-295-7281. And... Mm-hmm. We are currently since last March uh working remotely uh from home because of the yes. pandemic. Yes. Um and grateful that AARP um cares enough for its employees to not right. um, have us go back. But we are um uh available um through that uh number again. It's it's a toll-free one eight six six two nine five
1: seven, two, eight, one. Awesome. Thank you so much for all the information you provided us. And for the outstanding work that you all do through ARP. your family caregiving resources are amazing. And what you put out tells how much effort and work you're putting into this. So I look forward to, um, people utilizing your resources. I'll continue to spread the word about your guides. Mm-hmm. Cause I also yeah. think they're great. Um, absolutely. And so a We're couple in of key- together. In yes, together. We can't do what we do without you and everybody out there in the community. So yeah, we,
0: we are in this together. Thank you. Yes.
1: Thank you so much. And so as we talk about that community, that's one of the goals of the Family Caregiver Expo. And yes. so again, that's coming up on November the 20th. And we um, hope to be part of it. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited. That's right. And so if people want more information about the Expo, you can go to callforcaring.org. And so that event is really a home resource. We have speakers. We have disease specific experts. You can have a consult with the nurse or pharmacist, COVID-19 testing and vaccines. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we want to treat those caregivers special. So we always have treats for you along the way as well. Um, So just a reminder, this call for caring on purpose podcast is part of the finding your forte channel on up to me radio at www.uptomeradio.com. It can also be heard on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Google podcasts. So we certainly hope you enjoyed and received a lot of information about through our conversation today. We hope that we met the goal to educate, elevate and empower caregivers through their caregiver journey. Thank you.